This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 25. 25! Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode number 25. It's the big one. I've been talking about it. I'm Will, and here with me are Super Scott. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know why I just did that. (laughs) He's he's embarrassed. We'll pretend he didn't do that. And, and, And Radical Rebecca. Tubular. That's the one I was hoping you'd do. You was hoping I would say yeah. tubular? Yeah. Quit predicting me. I'm not an algorithm. <laughs> it's better than Kawabunga. Uh, those are all the, le- the levels in that secret Super Mario area with the cool words like Mondo and stuff. I hadn't said Mondo in a while. What? Mondo? <laughs> Why would you? Ninja- Who said yeah, Mondo? Ninja-, Ninja Turtles. In your normal life? No, in Ninja Turtle life. But anyway, the point is, this is episode number 25. It's a big one. I've been talking it up for a long time. I tried to play trumpet early, but I should have played it on this one. No. We've no, had, episode 20 was, a, we've was had, a good one, too. We've had 24 now, hours of content. It's a whole day of us talking. That's so long. <laughs> and now Will has pledged that he will retire the trumpet because he can't do it any better I than did he not. did. Those are trumpet lies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Those it comes back truths. a lot. Uh, trumpet truth, trumpet truth. Tell the trumpet truth, and tell Tila while you're at it. We still got to do that. Uh, well, if his episode, well, I was gonna say, you know, the reason episode 25 was a big deal is because we've been promising we were gonna talk about um, some exciting new updates and format changes to the show, which um, we're gonna talk about at the what? end. What? Yeah, Scott doesn't know anything about what's happening. We're gonna talk about it at the they end don't of the tell show. Me and the, in the end of the show, and then also we have a special treat at the end of the show. But since we're going to be talking about the future of the show, I actually have a treat for us today. And it has to do with the future and future planning. Are you ready? Rega doesn't like surprises. Are you ready? I don't like surprises. Is it candy? candy? Is it candy? No, candy. but it's childlike. Candy. Uh, candy. I, made, I made a cootie catcher, a fortune teller. And, cootie catcher? Is that uh-huh. what they call that? Yeah, because you're supposed to be able to like pick up. Uh, cooties with it with the little pinchers. I read about this on many little kid uh, craft websites. Is that websites. why it's called that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I would never call it that. That's that's just like the fortune teller. You find out what what who you're going to marry. That's and... what this is. Okay. All right. Did you but, did you make this at work? Yes. <laughs> no, no. It was a slow day. <laughs> yes. It was a Friday, casual project Friday. Yes. Um, so, During his lunch break. Yes. Yes. Lunch break. <laughs> um, that's the line I had a Slim Jim and made this so uh, we're going to predict the future and the future we're predicting is what Eternian haircut you're going to have okay <laughs> you I'm have excited that many? already well there are there's four, like, there's there are eight, four choices eight options, there are right? four choices oh, oh, okay. but watch out adventurers it's a <laughs> minefield in here <laughs> okay okay alright do okay. I have to pick yeah Rebecca's going to go first because why are you be he's pulling it away from me? I don't, like, I don't I gotta think peek. about what we're doing. I forgot how this works. Okay. He doesn't want yeah, me yeah, to yeah. peek. Don't okay. you pick a number first? No, you, you and then a, you do like the thing? I read about it. I'm gonna tell you how to do okay, it. Okay. okay. <laughs> you pick first you pick one of the words on it, and you can kind of read it. These are different. See, and this isn't fair because you know what I'm gonna pick, and that's no, I don't. you tailor my no, response based on it. There are other choices. You already besides predicted these. I would say tubular. Okay, What's the, next? The choices are these are places. Harpy Mountain, the Crystal Sea. Well, I put Snake Clan and uh, Beast Island. You know I'm going to pick Harpy Mountain. Harpy I mean, Mountain. There's no drama okay, here. Okay, so I'm going to try to do all the letters to do the, the, the fortune telling. H-A-R-P-Y-M-O-U-N-T-A-I-A-N. A-I-A-N. Okay. One of them is a space. All right, now pick you a number. Five. Okay. One, two, three, four. Five. Now pick us a number and we're going to flip it up and see what haircut you have. One. Okay, let's see if we can do this without breaking it. Okay, now what does this say? The Cristala. <laughs> you got the Cristala. That's the worst one. That's the only haircut <laughs> I can think of. You got the Cristala. You know okay. I got the Cristala. All right, Scott, we're going to do yours real quick. Okay. Hey, what, where, where are you going? your pencil handwriting. Where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? The Crystal Sea. The Crystal Sea. 
C R Y S T A L S E A. Okay. What number? Five. One, two, three, four, five. What number? Three. Okay, let's see what haircut Scott's going to get. Man at Arms <laughs> gives you a bowl cut. He <laughs> <laughs> just gives, it's just a helmet, though. Yeah. Right? yeah. Your other choices were. Oh, you're not going to do it. Well, you know uh, what it is. I already know what it is. It, we don't make people suffer through it. Your other choices were Tila Updo. That, that was good, a pretty good that one. That was a good cut. And uh, we got the Cristala. Man Arms gives you a bowl cut. And Sprocker's shoulder hair. <laughs> what happened to Blonde Bob, man? Yeah, Blonde Bob. Main, a, main, main. I, I swatched Bob. it out for uh, Sprocker's shoulder hair. Well, that's not a hairdo I want on my head. <laughs> Um, So we actually have a show today, and if this is your first episode, I apologize, it's very weird, but here's what our show's about. At the Wizard's Night Shirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princess of Power. Uh, In today's episode, we're reviewing He-Man Season 1, Episode 13, Like Father, Like Daughter. The air date was September 19th, 1983. And in this episode, Skeletor kidnaps Man-at-Arms with the help of an evil robot army. Tila tells viewers they should obey their parents who have their best interests. Interests? Yes, that's what I wrote. At heart, when disallowing fun things. So in this episode, um, Man-at-Arms really wants Tila to be building this uh, laser lasso instead of helping them. And so uh, I think it might be fun to talk about projects your parents steered you into or away from when you were a kid. And who would like to go first? Who who, who is so excited to talk about this that has an idea? I was not parented, so pass. <laughs> Uh, there, there, there's, there's a project that we, that me and my dad never, never, uh, never finished, and I, I always wanted to. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with like model rockets. You can buy like the, oh, yeah. the fuel and everything, and you, you push a button and it sparks and it shoots the thing and it shoots the rocket up high, and then you go collect the rocket because it parachutes to the ground. So we go buy all the stuff. I put together all the stuff. We get all the stuff ready. Never launch a rocket ever in my entire life. Because <laughs> my dad. <laughs> My dad, I think, was too afraid to because he read somewhere that some kid like put his face near it and it shot up and like went through his cheek or something ridiculous that would never ever happen. But he was too concerned, or that's what he said. And I still think that he has the rocket engine somewhere <laughs> hidden, and he forgot about that. He didn't want you to hate space when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. You got space injured. Do you feel that one day you need to right this wrong and you need to oh. make a rocket take off? Oh, I, I, I definitely want to. Uh, uh, a friend at work was talking about this, Andy, and uh, he said his friend was doing it. And I'm like, I want to do that, mm-hmm. and then take a video of it and be like, "Thanks, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's pretty mean. But you but could do it with, I would your, be with like, your son. You could do it with. with that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that's good. So that was that was more of like I got real excited about doing something, mm-hmm. and we did it all together, and then we just never launched it. Well, it's it's the it's the quality time, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what Man at Arms wanted with Tila, but then he they left spent her. a lot of quality yeah. time together. You know, in the episode, it was very sweet. I will I will t- I will tell you very briefly about a project I was steered away from. Um, I was inspired when I was a kid by this Ghostbuster toy I had. It was a scary policeman, and when you squeezed his legs, his front flap came down and exposed all this viscera and a prehensile tongue and all this stuff, and I decided I was going to make myself a scary policeman costume out of notebook paper, and I was just going to put notebook paper all over myself and just draw all the crazy (laughs) stuff all over the front of it. My mom had explained to me that there was no way on planet Earth this was going to turn out (laughs) as I was imagining it. That's such a sad thing for kids to know, for kids to learn. I did something like that. So, the, the, you know, I did. I thought that I was going to make a pretend town mm-hmm. out of drawings on typing paper. And what I wanted <laughs> to do specifically theory. was to turn our kitchen, which had a narrow doorway, into a crystal restaurant. 
Wow, that's ambitious yeah, for I, notebook paper. Again, I thought I was going to do it just drawing on like typing paper, and I didn't even have colored pencils. It did not look anything like crystals. I did, I did not realize that because I was you, a child. Do, do you have a lot of experiences working in restaurants when you were younger? I just really like restaurants. In the service industry. I just really, that is very funny. I just I was just entrepreneurially minded. Yeah, no, it's good. Entrepreneurially. It's good. Also, I liked hamburgers. What? I don't know. Yeah, and there's 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 always when when you have especially have young kids there's always a lot of steering towards something else, because <laughs> um, you know it's like they they want they want the toy they want the whatever and you're just like oh go look at hey hey how about a pretzel hey okay I'll get a pretzel or or the <laughs> they're better. the sixty dollar toy you're like here's a two dollar toy and they're like hey this is great and you're like okay there you go because they have no concept <laughs> they of don't money know. They, they don't do, know. they don't know yeah you sent for me are you ready oh I'm ready. And the army? The army awaits my command. Speaking of toys, Skeletor's new plan involves creating all these Repticons and getting Trapjaw to help him make them and is making an army of them that He-Man can never stop. And our episode opens with Skeletor trying to get hyped from Trapjaw about their plan that they're kind of ambiguous about at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, and then also, I, because of the way he was daintily rubbing, like, that ruby, like a blankie, <laughs> yeah. I thought that, like, rubies were going to figure heavily into the episode, but there was nothing about that. Come then, well, no, he just it. smashed it. He just yeah, he just it. smashed yeah. it. He, he crumbled it to dirt, yeah. dust in his hands. I thought this was a power artifact of some sort. And... Because we are so ore centric in this universe, I thought there maybe he was going to explain that this was the ore that was going to make the serpentoids. Is that what they were called? Yeah, serpentons. Serpentoids. Yeah, serpentoids. Yeah. I thought I was like, oh, maybe this is an exciting new ore we can learn about as children because that's what we're into. But no, no, it was just an interesting shot. It was just some interesting cinematography there. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, you talked about the cinematography. I noticed there was a lot more drawing this episode. There were some yes. good landscapes. When they panned into Snake Mountain, there were some like little magma tributaries we haven't seen before. There was kind of like a panning shot, like a little dolly shot going into it. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, but I, I do agree with some of the newer stuff, but then there was a lot of repeats. True. <laughs> yeah, true. So, so they're like, we, we reached our budget and we need to repeat these uh, this whole sequence again. Yeah. He-Man's got to solve this problem by punching. Yes. <laughs> You're like, can do. There was, there, was, there was the riding Battle Cat into the sunset shot. I saw a lot. There was a lot of He-Man rotating his torso to look about the area. <laughs> yeah, or, or t- tossing the, re- the reptoids. Yeah, he ta- did a lot of tossing. Is that what it is? And, uh, Serpentoids. Serpentoids. And we ta- for 20- it's going to be like the Twiggets. We'll just not learn the name of it no. ever. No. see, I said it like, right. Is it supposed to be like a raptor? Raptoroids? Raptor, something like that. Robots. I don't think I don't think anybody knew what a raptor was until Jurassic Park. Yeah, I think true. we need Tyrannosaurus and Stegosaurus until Jurassic Park, yeah. and then we pretended we knew what a compy was for two years after Jurassic. Park. I like the Ankylosaurus. I knew what that I was. did like him. I did like him. I also well, like Demetrodon. Tell the people at home what you thought an Ankylosaurus was called. <laughs> I thought it was called an Armadon. Like that was its proper name because I had a toy ankylosaurus whose name was armadon oh okay and i got rebecca when he an was eraser. In, when he was in college he insisted that that was what it was called and i'm like that is absolutely <laughs> what that is called oh, i thought you were talking when you were younger no this is that's no. much better no that's much better. I, I have i have a good professional background with wording and writing but y- you would be surprised how long i went my life before I learned that uh, I didn't go bring, bring, brung. I didn't. I didn't. It absolutely goes bring, bring, brung. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Man at arms brung Tila that lasso, what she was going to work on. That's true. See? Like most, is that how it goes? I'm not good with words. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yes, that is how it goes. It's yeah. Okay. Bring, bring, brung. And brungest. No. <laughs> I brungest the breast present. Yeah, if you're really proper, you'd say brungest. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, is what is this hillbilly Shakespeare that we're, <laughs> what is what we're doing here? So like most of the episodes, after Skeletor gets us hyped about his plan, uh, we go over to the palace to see what they're up to. And Tila and Man-at-Arms have been working on a sweet science little project. They have like a little laser force field lasso 
thing that they're practicing on with Orco, and they've they've at, invited everybody to come out and watch them trap Orco with it. It's like a little Orco abuse machine. Yeah, uh, Man in Arms was a little bit sadistic. Like he yeah. was taking a lot of pleasure in the idea that Orco would be incapacitated <laughs> by the lasso. He was into yeah, it. Yeah, they had fun torturing him the whole episode with this thing. And so they, they do it, and it works, but then Orko escapes from it, so they still need to make some tweaks, and Tila looked downright mad that he got out of it. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't having that. You weren't supposed to be able to do that. The lasso should have held you until we released the controls. Uh, it was kind of neat what, to... I, Go ahead. I, 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 so the one thing is, I guess King Randall was there just to like impress him, but then he was very much not impressed at all. Like he, they, they, they like looked at him. And he's just like staring off in the distance, and he's like, "Yep." <laughs> there was just nothing on TV that day. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, he's always kind of low key disappointed. Quaaludes. I mean, Marlena's got a little little bit of zip in her, but Randor's always a, a little. I wonder if he has an episode where he does something later. I don't know. He's just too busy being disappointed by Prince Adam. I think so. So, what do we think about um, Tila being being um, sort of science capable now? I love it. I love that Tila was in the episode first of all because mm-hmm. I, I miss her when she's not. And you know, of course, it stands to reason that she would have some science expertise. So, yeah, I like that. I like that Man at Arms uh, has got her interested in, in doing gadgets and stuff, and it sort of explains why her bracers would have all that tech in them and everything. Uh, did you notice how relieved Prince Adam was when Zor came by? <laughs> yeah. Like, he was like, the science was just too much for him. He was just like, oh, thank goodness, Father. Well, this is all very interesting. But uh, you'll have to excuse me. Have fun with the lasso. I uh, have an important appointment. <laughs> like, he just, he was so excited. It's that just like he all didn't the... have to talk about science anymore. It's like when the teacher, like, when somebody comes to the, your classroom and says, like, uh, you know, can can Will come to the office? Like, oh, you're like, <laughs> yes. oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank goodness goodness i get to go it was the same thing i was gonna say it's almost like the intercom came on and page and said can all the uh football players please report <laughs> to the locker room that's me father <laughs> can line up for the buses for the game yeah you know prince adam was not interested in the science behind that lasso and man at arms was too concentrating too much on making the tweaks he missed zor man at arms missed his I falcon know. that was sad it was pretty funny <laughs> he definitely did so when prince adam uh pieces out Tila has had it. I've never seen her so mad. <laughs> and this is why we need to hashtag tell Tila. We got to tell her. She needs to know. Well, okay? I, I thought the Tila actress did a really good job this time doing a lot with her lines. Because uh, uh, on paper, she said, like, all Prince Adam's interested in is fun, fun, fun. But she just spat at you. She's like, just fun, 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 fun. She was so mad about it. Yeah, they probably, like, kept her up all night. And, like, you can't have any sleep. So you can really give us a <laughs> good reading. She's getting the uh, James Gandolfini real acting training for yeah. Tila. That's what she. Yeah, that's what she did. <laughs> that's what uh, she did. And the king was disappointed too. What did he say? He said something like, "I know, I know. <laughs> I wish so too." Yeah. Do you think uh, Prince Adam changes to He Man like before seeing Sorceress? Like, like he's trying to impress her, like putting on a good outfit. <laughs> Like, he didn't need, I mean, he needed to be He-Man, I suppose, but he didn't need to transition right there. It's just kind of like, you know, like you're going to go see a girl, so you're going to wear something awesome. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, it's like he had to put on his uh, little ba- bracelet and puka shell necklace before he could go over there. Ooh, now here is the thing. Did anyone at this table ever wear something embarrassing in a bid to impress a kid they had a crush on? I'm trying to think. I'm sure it happened. I'm sure it happened. Uh, I didn't do it to impress anybody. I just, I just wore them. You're like, I was just awesome. Uh, I had these green, like, jean shorts. That green? Were, <laughs> yeah, green. They were awesome. What year was this? Oh, uh, 94? Okay, that's yeah. about right. Yeah. That checks out. I had some um, green and then jean shorts in the background I, before. I, I wore these too long, but I had overalls. Remember, I don't know. Did you yeah. wear them with one strap up and one strap down? Yeah, I did, but they were, they were, uh, they were like, um... Bleached and then stained with purple Ooh, on the bottom. That's rough. <laughs> yes, that's rough. Yes. Yeah, it was. It was like a what, the crisscross thing or like something like that. Yeah, because that's where you get. You'd the, wear them backwards. Yeah, I didn't wear them backwards, but I wore the one down because he also wore it backwards, but he wore the one down. See, I'm, right, I'm picturing right. more of like a like a spin doctor's concert. No, I wouldn't like that. You don't think so? No. That what I what that would be for? Yeah. 
Hmm. What were you imagining this was for? Like, what music would you be listening to wearing this? Oh, what I was listening to. What, what, what grade was that? Probably Nirvana or something. I don't okay. know. I was trying to be okay. grungy-ish, I guess. Okay. Grungy-ish, It's your yeah. attempt to do that, yeah. Yeah. Being in, like, seventh grade at the time or, yeah. And, like, you had to work with, like, your wardrobe that was, like, full of your nerdy older clothes that, like, your mom bought and then trying to incorporate cooler t-shirts into it and it was a slow process. <laughs> yeah, that makes a sense. I had some green denim yeah. shorts I remember wearing in sixth grade, like, trying to wear it with, like, a Jimi Hendrix shirt that I borrowed from my big sister in like it with mixed results. That's the answer. <laughs> uh, blue lens sunglasses <laughs> in college. Were you they do, round? Yeah. You do not look like Bono. You do not look like the RoboCop villain. You just look like a turd. <laughs> you, you do look like a child in sunglasses. Did, yes. did you, a man's face. Yes. Did you really? Well, yeah. Oh, in college? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm, yeah. So I did that in high school. That was like, okay. Yeah. No, I was I was doing Oakleys in high school. Yeah, I did Oakleys too. Yeah. But I had I had I had blue blue glasses for a while. Now, did y'all get those Matrix sunglasses when they came when they came to be popular? Because I remember that being a big thing in high school, like the tail end of high school. Well, when we took me. our D- Washington D.C. trip, I think we got some counterfeit ones from a nice the man Oakley? with a big bag. The Oakley, the Oakley ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ten dollar Oakleys. Yeah, <laughs> I had those things forever. <laughs> nice. We came as quickly as we could. I knew you would. Um. So He Man is excited about visiting Sorceress because he comes in hot. He comes in <laughs> wild. I have never seen He Man come in so recklessly. He comes in like on his uh, ski do, just barreling through the front doors into into Sorceress uh, Sorceress's house. And she's just sitting on a throne waiting on him. Such a bummer, Castle Grayskull on the inside. I know we've discussed this before, but she needs to get the Property Brothers over there or something and and do something with that whole interior because it's just a mess, girl. I have a mold problem. (laughs) She would. (laughs) Maybe that's why she talks like that. Is that the the bad kind of mold or the okay kind of mold? (laughs) It most definitely is the bad kind of mold, all right? You know, and you know they did not treat any of those walls ever when they got put up. How do you deal with ants? <laughs> <laughs> the whole wall's just moving because it's just ants. <laughs> <laughs> Are these the roaches that fly? That is gross. So what sorceress, why'd she ask him to come over there? What was her, what did she have to say? Oh, she just got, she just heard tell of Skeletor's <laughs> big impressive army that he's amassing. She just, I don't know where she gets her news tidbits, but she did, like on the wire or whatever, or the the police radio. Mm-hmm. Whatever she, it's probably just a police radio. <laughs> she just has a scanner in her bedroom. <laughs> I like to imagine it's like a tech track just like on uh, the police scanner all the time. Cat up, up, up in the tree. We need, uh. <laughs> We need people over here right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she knows she's on. Dog. She's like calling He Man over. <laughs> There's a cat up He-Man. in the tree. There's and no saving. Only Antonio can depend on you to save the cat. I wrote about it on my Facebook group. <laughs> but there's some smart Alex making fun of me. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, neighborhood watch so face group. One of the, uh, so she mentioned that uh, Skeletor s- set up his bad guy playing at some place called Stardica Fortress. Um, uh, but it, I, I was wondering when she's talking about Skeletor and his crew, at some point she's going to have to say some undignified stuff with that voice. Like at some point, are we going to get to hear a sorceress say Skunkor? <laughs> Skunkor and Beastman. Yes. Too and too bad. Like she's going to have to say that with a straight face at some point. It's hard to be ethereal when you're talking about skunk war. Yeah, um, this also does not seem to be a particularly great or exciting plan because there is nothing except for Skeletor is building an army. That's really all we've got. Yeah, they were weirdly coy about Skeletor's plan for a long time in this episode, which I didn't really bother me. It kind of added a little bit of suspense. Like, what is it? What is he up to? And for a while, I, I was a little engaged in a, in a way because I was like, okay, well, we'll, th- we'll th- spool it out a little longer. I feel like the, 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 the episode was like half plan, like half He-Man just trying to get to where mm-hmm. he needed to go and them like doodling around with random stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was oddly paced. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, um, it did have a little bit of a different feel, and I found that I found it kind of. We can talk about this at the end when we do the roundup. But I found it kind of refreshing in a way, and I wondered if it was because this is one of the um, uh, fewer episodes that's written by a woman this time. It was uh, what's her name? Uh, Janice Diamond. Janice Diamond, which I made note of because it sounded like if you were going to have a sitcom episode about a star that came to town, that would be the name of her. <laughs> And they would be like trying to evoke like the Osmonds and Neil Diamond and Janice Ian and Janice Joplin in, in one character. And that I'm would sold. that would be her name. And then like she would sing with the Partridge family or whatever. And somehow you need episode. to get her to come to your house or, and then or she sing would, at your uh, school thing. And then she and Uncle Jesse would sing Kokomo with the Beach Boys. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, that happens was, in, was in there an every... episode of Full House that they did not sing Kokomo? Most of In them. my memory, that's all I remember is them playing with the Beach Boys. Well, if that's all you remember, then you have a very blessed memory <laughs> I agree with you Tila the problem with the lasso must be in the electromagnetic radiation output we have to adjust the wavelengths make them shorter like this father let's talk about these uh lasso problems so we're cutting to the laboratory and um Tila is hunched over the microscope with uh man at arms and again, I thought it was kind of neat to, to show her being good at the science stuff, you know, like STEM stuff for yeah. ladies, especially back then. You didn't really think about, yeah, I mean, they didn't push that as hard. So it was, it was kind of interesting. It's true. We were all being urged to start our own design firms and <laughs> so forth. And wear large, increasingly larger shoulder pads. Yes. When they're using a lot of uh, science words and they're uh, really uh, um, focusing on this. And I love the way He-Man comes in. Not using his inside voice. <laughs> Hello, Tila. Yeah, that was. What <laughs> it was, I was, it was yeah. very booming. Yeah, they're they're conferencing. Like, okay, I'm going to turn does the not have an to the left voice. a little bit. He goes, Hello, Tila. <laughs> it's like, okay, he man, we're working on something. You know, like everything. Every time he talks, like your hair blows back a little bit. Like, okay, he man. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, he man, do you have to eat onions all the time? Also, <laughs> he definitely does. <laughs> Hello, Taylor. Uh, so He-Man comes in and tries to catch them up. They're already working on something, and he just does not care. And he's like, Skeletor's raising an army. <laughs> oh God, it's so loud when you're talking in my he's ear. Like, okay, He-Man, this is important, but can we wrap this up for a second? And then also, that's not really a time-sensitive problem. Someone raising an army, is a that's a that's a laborious process, yeah. even if there are lots of mechs involved. That's as much detail as he has from Sorceress, so he's oh, got to yeah. tell somebody. Yeah. And then so uh, Man-at-Arms uh, goes off to deal with all that, and then he makes Tila stay there and finish working on the lasso gun. Work on that lasso. Because clearly that's very important. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say, all right, at the end of the episode, Tila implies that she disobeys because Man-at-Arms is like, no, this is more important. You can't come with us. But she finished that gun and it worked. And after she finished the job he left her and it was working flawlessly, she's like, I'm going to go catch up with them and see what they're doing. She didn't disobey anybody. She's just doing her job and being awesome at it. I want to pick at this a little bit. <laughs> I'm but, mad. Because th that, that it especially seems weird to me, given that she seems uh, like drawn as if she's a grown woman. Right. So it seems a little weird. How old do we think Tila is? We've, we said she's like 20 years old at least. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of weird. It's uh, very weird. Like, it's not like she's, um, I could see if it was like an updated version of the show where they were like but he, young and training and she was like, maybe like 15, 16, like Teen Titans or something, but sure. she's grown. She yeah, grown. well, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's weird because that he, she is his, her daughter, his daughter, uh -huh. um, but she, she's also under him. Mm -hmm. Oh, all, in, yeah, in also succession. in rank. Yeah. So... So it's almost like a protege mentorship thing. That yeah. makes a little more sense. I yeah, could get so behind the, that. So, so to me, if, if if you were below me in the military, as we would say, mm -hmm. no matter what she was, then that would be okay. But it is weird in a family aspect. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is very weird. That's a really good point. I think I would like to see them pick at that more in the show where like man at arms comes from a military background. He's having trouble letting go or something. That would be really interesting. It would be because Tila needs to spread her wings and fly. Yeah. Yeah, that Literally. makes sense. 
I think as we've this learned. is probably especially galling to you, Rebecca, because as we discussed, you have raised yourself. So <laughs> you're oh. like, you're like, nobody could be telling me what to do. Well, <laughs> I do kind of feel that way. But when you're doing the right thing anyway, the mm-hmm. idea of someone telling you what to do is galling. Like mm-hmm. she did the right, she didn't disobey. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, stay here for your safety. Stay here and guard the castle. He just said, no, this project takes precedence. So, so do this project. And she just did it. Have they ever explicitly said why Man at Arms always wants her to stay behind? I I just have to know, happen to know from watching a little bit of the of like the two thousand or two thousand five He Man or whatever. I think this is all because they want to protect He Man's secret because they don't want Tila to know because they don't want people to attack Tila. Like same reason Superman wouldn't um, tell people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying it's a good reason. I said, I think that's what he's thinking, though. They haven't come out and said it yet, though, I don't think. I mean, I guess. All the more reason to tell her, though. She needs to tell at this they point. Need, they, they need to tell her. her. Yeah. They need to tell her. Especially because, guess what? you going to get kidnapped if you're going to get kidnapped. As we will learn later, when Man-at-Arms gets toted off like a, by a pterodactyl, like a little <laughs> like a little baby doll dangling <laughs> yeah. in its talons, which was a hilarious <laughs> visual, by the way. It happens a little later, though. Well, well let's, let's push... So you really think you and your friends can stop me, He-Man? Trapjaw is manufacturing these serpentoids on a conveyor belt, and he's doing a lot of work on that computer with one working arm. And, and like three triangular buttons. <laughs> yeah, I guess why he can do it. He has a Fisher-Price thing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does three commands, and you're good. You're good to go. Off, on, and serpentoid, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's so beast man can understand it too right uh, oh, and that's the other part of the, of the plan he'll make them then beast man will boss them around and then Skeletor will reap the benefits that's pretty much the plan yeah so then we cut back to Tila who's trying to find a way to get out of working on this lasso so her plan is she's going to test it make sure it's done so she calls in Orko and things get a little weird. They got a little weird. There was some awkward flirting from Orko. From Orko. <laughs> I thought you would like. It. I thought you would like this because Orko. It's a. It's a more Orko. We developed Orko's character a little bit. More Orko involved episode. I, I'm not entirely opposed to this development. I guess it's weird to me because one, it came out of nowhere. Two, they animated it weird with him having like googly uh, in love eyes. Yeah, I don't understand the, the the what was with the they were like they were like hypnotizing eyes. Yeah, I think he's like, like he was trying to hypnotize her, is what or it she was like. hypnotizing. It him. was almost like anime, like like head over heels, like yeah, okay. affection that's, for yeah, her. That's, or that's what I was saying. So so it was it was him reacting to her. Yeah, I think so. Okay, Which was very strange still. Yeah. Because it looks like there was magic yeah, being done. Yeah, it looks like he was like. trying to hypnotize yeah. her. Yeah. And for you, Tila, I would do anything. You're sweet. <laughs> <clears throat> and then also, Orko, you're a little baby alien. She's That's grown. What I was going to say. You can't flirt with her. She's yeah. grown. Possibly some <laughs> species differences. I don't know. We don't know a well, lot about okay. the Trollins. He's a black he's a black void. True. Right there. True. <laughs> hey, you're not even corporeal, Orko. Yeah. What are you doing flirting with this grown lady? Maybe he's like a Dr. Manhattan type of thing. I don't I don't know. I don't know about all that. But you can't flirt with a grown lady if you're just a little boy void in a cloak. Yeah, yeah. I guess Is he a boy? I, well, yeah, I think so. I, you okay. saw his room. I think that's like his, puppy love. He doesn't okay. have his okay. uncle beard. I think it's like he thinks his babysitter's cute. That's what I'm going to think. Yeah, okay, all right. I'll give you it that. is like that, but like, calm down, Orko. Yeah. So she um, gets the lasso to work on him, and while she's thinking aloud about how she can justify leaving, she just uh, is leaving him uh, tied up, and eventually she lets him go. But she has decided that she can go because she fixed the lasso, and they're probably going to need her help. Which which is true, and did not disobey anybody. Also, my man at arms. The funniest reason that I think she gave was plus they might need this lasso. I thought that was kind of funny. Well, they might. <laughs> they did. There's no sign of anyone, much less an army. They're around here somewhere, and we have to find them. So now we're finally getting to uh, Stardica. Stardica. Stardica Fortress. Um, Man-at-Arms and He-Man are riding in. They've got the sky sled and that thing I call a yacht that people who are really into He-Man are probably yelling at me about right now. <laughs> I don't remember what it's called. Did you, you see it as Battle Cat was on there, too? No! <laughs> yeah, he was, right, awesome. he was riding oh, in, the right. sky, in the double oh, sky right. sled. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. That's funny. We were wondering about that before, whether he had to like he run, to run around along. rivers and, and he stuff. He was totally too big for it. 
Yeah, that is oh. too funny. I like that a lot. Was he in his armor and everything? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. He went when Skeletor was looking through his uh, staff, and mm-hmm. the, yeah, they like show Man at Arms, and he was, you know, I, he was weirdly like, he was weirdly doing a wheelie, <laughs> and then and then he like passes, and then He Man comes and. It's He-Man and Battle Cat in the in the bigger. I wish Skeletor would have chuckled at it. Look at Battle Cat in the back, like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> we could pretend that he did. He was a little he was a little preoccupied. And this is where we see a quick shot too that apparently Beast Man's going to have a pterodactyl at his disposal. It's yes. awesome. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how he communicates. I don't know where it came from. I don't know how many of them there are. I don't know what kind of control he has over it, but it's pretty funny. Beast Man has a pterodactyl now. Yes, all beasts. He can control all beasts, mm-hmm. so no matter what. <laughs> so, uh, when He-Man and Man-at-Arms show up at this fortress, um, they start um, grappling a little bit with the... Do they see, like, a couple of serpentoids already? No, it's... They get taken out by the uh, little arc uh, trap. Like, the they've got a trap that's activated by them, and it's, like, arcs lightning at oh, them. Oh, right. Like a little Tesla coil. Thing. Yeah, a Tesla okay. coil. That's what it is. Yes, yes. Yes, like that. Okay. <laughs> I know the proper noun. I just don't remember them. So the testicle won't kill you, though, would it? Or shock you? Because it goes right through you, right? I don't know. I think it just like was enough to disorient Man-at-Arms, and then mm-hmm. that's when he got scooped up by the pterodactyl. Demon, help! Help! Yes, and as you said, they picked him up like a little doll. Like, he didn't even fight. He's like, a pterodactyl got me. <laughs> I find myself going to sleep like a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was hilarious. Like there was just the just he he is one with flying like, animals. That's like true. Hawks, hawks and stuff. Maybe yeah, he was. He, he deferred was, to it. It's he, my master. <laughs> he takes He's bigger than a hawk. I have to obey. <laughs> <laughs> he has to listen. He was bested. He knows when he's bested. They've mastered the sky. Who am I to <laughs> oppose him? <laughs> ah, I don't understand it. Why isn't the fortress defended? I don't know, and we still haven't seen any of Skeletor's so-called unstoppable army. That only puts me more on guard. So that leaves He-Man and Battle Cat to fight some Serpentoids. Are we, are we fighting Serpentoids Yeah, we're yet? fighting Serpentoids. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I am uh, terrible about following action. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I, what I can remember from this is He-Man's just hucking Serpentoids against the wall and stuff, oh, yeah. and there's a non-stop army. And the point of this is to show that there's more than He-Man can keep up with. Yes. And then here is where we need our ore lore in the episode because that's great if you can make an army of very quickly made Serpentoids. But what are you making them from? Because someday you are going to run out of raw material. Yeah, we At kept some seeing point. these little ice cubes come through and get zapped yeah. into serpent toys. What were the ice cubes? I don't know. This is where we need to hear about the ore, children. Well, what planet did that come from? I don't know. It wasn't as strong as... Uh, Potani- Potanium. Potanium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Uh, I-, I wanted to know. Like, you can have a 3D printer that prints everything, but you got to put something <laughs> in it. Well, he's just pressing the buttons. He's not sure. Um, Trapjaw knows. He has to know. He's the one that did it all, didn't he? Well, I mean, he's manning the three buttons. I don't know if he. I don't know if he was sourcing the materials. I designed this to be very simple. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted some explanation a little bit about how the serpentoids were made. I want some little like scientist little guys or something to come out and. Oh, that yeah, would be interesting. Where are his evil scientists? Oh, that yeah, especially if they were like a like a. Little uh, race of uh, creepy, enigmatic little mm-hmm. guy, ah, uh, like in Mass Effect. Remember the keepers all over the space station, like those little guys, something no, like I that. No, I don't. I don't remember that. But was well, what you're describing exactly. <laughs> so now I'm excited. I want, I want little, I want little creepy scientist yeah, guys. I want them to work, and they have their own agenda. Yeah. We don't know what they're up to. They have to be science coats. Ooh, I like this coats and agendas. I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> so there's so many of these things. Uh, he man makes a quip about how um, he has an idea. He says, "It reminds me of a game my mother told me about on Earth." And he talks about bowling. This reminds me of a game my mother told me about. It was called bowling. Strike. Oh yes, that was a little forced. 
bizarre. It was a little bizarre. I mean, he didn't even bowl it. He just tossed it. Yeah. Well, he only heard about it. He didn't really know how to bowl it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. No, yeah, well, he does because he says strike when he uh, throws That's it. That's true. Oh, yeah. Well, but he did toss it. He didn't like Right. They probably... It. Oh, it yeah. matter if he rolled it and they all like... He'd probably be great at it because he hugs boulders all the time. No, you could never take him bowling because he would ruin the lanes. He would ruin the floors. He would he would do one, like he would throw one ball down the alley and the owner would just come out waving his arm <laughs> like, you got to get out of here. And you know he also wouldn't put on the shoes that they gave him either. That's two strikes already and not the good kind. Those are kind of three strikes and you're out of the bowling alley with He-Man. That's not going to work. I picture him with his hands on his hips laughing at people using the little gutter helpers too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he would, like, throw his ball down a lane. Without touching the floor. And it would knock over all the pins in the whole, like, the whole gallery (laughs) of bowlers. The pins would just be dust. He, man. (laughs) (laughs) And the other bowlers would be very And you can't bring a wild animal in here. Come on, Cringer. Father. Mother. He'd have to change back. There's no way he could do it as He Man. And then also, he's evidently been watching She-Ra's old tapes of battles because he also trots out that dusty old line about asking the Serpentoids if they want to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, would you like to dance? And I like to imagine him, like, you know, like the coaches on Monday morning, like in the office, like watching the football tape. But instead, he's watching She-Ra. He's like, that was a good line. (laughs) And then. Have to use that in my next episode. <laughs> He'll have to just like hope that it works, and it kind of not does. into kicking or pancakes, but I like the dancing. <laughs> if they had a pond at Eternia, he would have tried to skim stones, but they don't. Like, there's no bodies of water that are not acidic. <laughs> he would skim the stone right off the lake. <laughs> it just it just goes. It comes in so fast, it just goes through a village or like a hot exactly. coal. Exactly. There's like a kid standing on the other side. He's just like, ow! You can just see through him. And then He-Man just kind of like walks away. His And then He-Man's moral for the episode is, be careful when I skim stones. Don't stand near lakes, boys. Uh, so now Tila's coming in hot on the on the sky slid. Yeah, is. what is with that animation? She's like not even sitting down. She's like just full on. I don't know. It's weird. It's a. I it's guess, very I, stiff. I, I guess that's how you ride a sky slid. That's not an ergonomic seat. Okay, all right. Yeah, I don't think there is a seat. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. It's just metal squares. Just make it work. You just gotta hold the squat position for the whole time. <laughs> exactly. As I'm Brace. like, those legs must be strong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's got a freeze rate in her gauntlet, which is amazing. Did you see that? That it mm-hmm. popped out of her gauntlet? Like that was a little, cool. I loved that. I like how it's kind of also a neat little nod like to her father who has little things in his racers, too. I think that's kind oh, of yeah, cool. yeah, that's true. I love gauntlets. Yeah, I do, too. I just do, as a thing. It reminds me of marching band. Well, her big idea is she comes in and she wants to... Uh... Wait, you have gauntlets in marching band? Um, Yeah, it was part of the uniform. I mean, they're cloth. Yeah. But they, they, they have that oh, same okay. silhouette. Like, they you put them around your wrist, and then they come upward. Uh, they flare out to your elbow. Okay. Is that for protection of anything, or no? <laughs> yeah, it's to protect your arm from all of the I projectiles. Mean, like sun, sunburn? Or to protect you from looking cool. Symbol, symbol dudes. <laughs> what? They look awesome. No, they, yeah, they look like a fable costume or something. Yeah. They look like little tassels hanging off? No. Sometimes? I don't think so. Your tassel only goes on your hat. This is, it looks more like a Spanish conquistador type thing, right? Yeah. That's a good look. Yeah. I'll show okay. you pictures. All right. Okay. Everybody. Gauntlets are a good look, okay? So Tila wants to drop this lasso down to He-Man so he can uh, collect a bunch of these beast robots up at one time. Uh, beast Man catches it, but somehow accidentally lassos himself. Then it falls down some more, and then He-Man finally gets it. Uh, it works. He lassos up the serpentoids. I was thinking he probably could have taken care of the serpentoids. I counted there were only twenty five. I think he could. I think he could have gotten them. They didn't have that much sheet metal at the attorney of Lowe's that day. <laughs> Tila did use the freeze ray. That was super. I'm cool. not going to the other location. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Not so fast, Tila. You can't stop us. Uh, after. 
Tila uh, helps take take everybody out with the freeze ray and everything. She does not get a reprimand from He-Man. He just acts like that was part of the plan, which I thought was appropriate. Uh, and they bust in on the lab and confront Trapjaw. And I like how Trapjaw is like on, they're like on speaking terms with each other. Like when she comes in, Trapjaw's like, Tila. Like, like, <laughs> like they were on the softball team on different teams and had to shake hands at the end anyway or something. Yeah. So they, they get rid of him and then they're trying to find where Duncan's captured. And He-Man just pulls a life force scanner out of his harness out of nowhere. Yeah. How many objects do you think he can hold in his he cleavage? <laughs> I don't because know. that just popped right out like a little lipstick that he was wanting to wear in the club or whatever. <laughs> like how many more things did he have up there? And does he always have the same things or does he just, does it just change or does he not know what's there? Under okay. So, artist? so as, as a person who doesn't wear a shirt bra <laughs> or any, <laughs> harness around my chest area uh-huh. um and he doesn't have pockets with his fur underwear so where else would you put stuff because he's not putting in his fur underwear that's true so, so that was it that's his only option yeah yeah uh, maybe does he wear a belt oh uh, uh, no he, i don't think maybe? so he should yeah he has a belt. yeah i mean like yeah like batman or something have a utility belt maybe I'm he could help him one he has a belt, one. but I don't think it's u- utility. Yeah, it's, it's just for utilitis. looks. I don't know. He has, he has a sword. What does he call A sword scabbard? Yeah, but that's on his harness. Yeah, it's on his back, yeah. So he basically just has to stick things into his harness. Like Jolly Ranchers, Yo-Yo, Pogs. Yeah, what else does He-Man have in there? Oh. Life Force Detector. Chinese Finger he's, Trap. He's, he's, he's old man, so he carries around some Worthers. Yeah. Oh, Worthers yeah, you're original. right. I forgot about this. That's definitely in there. I forgot about this. Uh, uh, 38 Special Tape. <laughs> yeah, like whatever he wants to listen to in a tech track. Yeah, probably up <laughs> there. Wolf. and some sunglasses just yeah. to look cool. Yeah, money clip, money clip. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, with like his concession stand money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And and some sort of like um, gas station card that like everybody's dad would like be a member of, so they can get their uh, discounts in the morning. Yeah, definitely. So they find Duncan uh, in this weird little uh, cavern area when they bust through the wall of the lab, and he's next to a bomb that I didn't even know anything about. I didn't know that was part of the equation. Yeah, the bomb just kind of uh, appeared. No, when He-Man punched the wall, Skeletor told him, you set off the bomb. Yeah, but that was new information. That was Yeah, that was the oh, first yeah. you hear of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, we just assumed it was somewhere, and yeah. obviously it was right next to and, him. And Duncan didn't look injured, but he was sending real frail. He was like, thanks, he man he was, yeah. he was still hypnotized by that pterodactyl. <laughs> yeah, he was in awe. He was humbled by the pterodactyl. <laughs> so He-Man hucks the bomb into the sky, and it blows up in the sky, and they didn't belabor it, which, which was good, I thought. Thank you, He-Man. Oh, that was a little too close for comfort. There's just one more matter to clear up. I better dismantle what's left of Skeletor's army. And then and then they go back, right? And they do and they do their debrief. Uh yeah, I guess so. Um, um Orko um Orko gets trapped by the lasso again, and so Duncan's happy and he's laughing like a maniac at the end. Um <laughs> so that put him in a good mood because Orko's being tortured. Mm-hmm. And um then we go right to the moral, right? Yeah, and Tila winks like a well, she winks like a maniac during the moral. And this is before I, I saw that too. He man winks like a maniac too when yeah. he's like, "Remember, <laughs> Tila, things aren't always that they seem." And then he turns to the invisible fourth wall and winks really hard. He so. winks hard. Tila's eye doesn't come all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shade that got stuck. <laughs> yeah, so there was, there was some wacky winks going on. Yeah. It's like everybody needs to practice winking or no more. Winking, y'all need to practice, or we're not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> I remember that being a so thing. I can't, I can't just do it with one eye. I got to do both. <laughs> when you were little, did you have a hard time learning how to wink? No, I, I did. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. this is a problem. With I had a yeah, hard time could... figuring out if I was crossing my eyes or not. Cross your eyes when you wink? No, just in general. But I mean, you cross them and then they're not crossed. But I didn't know if I was doing it. What's it's, the it's mystery? Hard to explain. Oh, like like you were trying to cross them. Yeah, and I didn't, didn't know, know if, if it you was were working. actually crossing. Yeah. Oh, okay, oh. Right. you were you weren't doing it then. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant you were just looking straight, and they're like, "Am, Am I, my eyes crossed?" Eyes <laughs> crossed. Like, yes, well, they're very. Maybe crossed. they should just cross their eyes. At the end of their moral. <laughs> <laughs> Obey your parents. Ooh. 
That's a good laugh right there. (laughs) I'm in a rating mood. Who wants to rate this episode? And who wants to do it before anybody else? 2.8. 2.8. Pterodactyl tickles. I was I was gonna go with about three because okay. I re- I like will say it's more positive than negative because I was happy to see Tila doing stuff, but again, quit sidelining Tila. She got to spread her wings and fly, and you got to tell Tila. Although I don't know, I'm gonna give it another point one for the shot of Man at Arms being <laughs> the pterodactyl. Uh, he cradled uh. me in his loving arms. <laughs> I felt his power. <laughs> <laughs> This is getting into fan fiction territory. We don't want that. I'm just saying it's it's a hilarious thing. Uh, 3.1. I've got a lot better about it than you guys. I thought it was uh, really... It was good. I, I, I thought, liked it. I thought um, this writer had like a refreshing voice. It had like a like a tone that we didn't have before, and I liked the momentum of it and everything, and a lot of Tila. I'm going to go... I just felt good about it. I'm going to go like uh, 3.9. 3, 3.9 pterodactyl tickles. Okay. I liked it. Well, good for you. Good, yeah. Okay, good. I, brought it, I brought it up. Yeah. I thought there was too much planning in this episode. No, no, no. Too much planning. No, no, okay. Substance. All right. It's got it was, the man it, of it, was, it was a weird it was a weird it needed like to be split up. Like it needed some of that fighting before they went back or something. Yeah. I don't know. There was yeah. something like I felt like the beginning was the beginning and then the ending was the ending and it wasn't there wasn't like an intermixing. Mm-hmm. That makes get, sense. Get that, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad or anything. It was just like it was just weird for He Man, I guess. I don't know because they usually do like a thing, you know, go True. back and forth. Okay, so now I wanted to talk about some of the exciting episode twenty five stuff that we've been promising. And uh, first thing I want to talk about was just sort of taking a stock of what we've liked so far, what we didn't like, what we're looking forward to, and just talk about how we've been rating things so far. So I don't know, just getting a quick sense from the group, what what have we liked about He Man and Shira so far? What do when we see it, we're very happy that we're seeing in the show. Um, always the hamminess of, okay. from everyone. I enjoy as an adult hearing the performances that they choose to do. Uh-huh. I enjoy that a lot. I enjoy the plot and the larger story in Shira a whole lot because I love the rebellion and the story of Hordak and his whole thing. And, um, I think that's well done and I enjoy that. Those are probably my favorite things. Other than that, I can't say that I'm ever too excited, you know. <laughs> Nothing's like, oh, I was at the edge of my seat. Except for the very beginning when she became She-Ra mm-hmm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get it, girl! But yeah, yeah, no, that's those are my favorite things, basically. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. I think the thing that gets me most excited is anything that has to do with the lore and building on the larger story. I'd still my kid brain gets excited about that i like i want to see them building on something i like to see a story thread through everything and um and then also i'm just real childish about loving to see the new characters that i know happen to be action figures (laughs) so i like whenever i see that things i don't like well we'll talk about that i'll talk about that uh Second, I guess. What, what do you think, Scott? What, what have you liked so far? Uh, I, I mean, de- definitely, like you were saying, the new characters are a major, major point. Um, I I enjoy even, like, especially some of the, like, just uh, for me, being more art-driven, art mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy the art a lot. Um, not necessarily the, the main action, but actually it's a lot of, like, the landscapes and just Hordak and... Seeing Hordak's face on a tank or a flying yeah. vehicle or a yeah. van or the world building where, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just 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 thinking about how how they built a whole you know just storyline or world around you know um, everything and, and like it's so basically it's it's like it's kind of like what you were saying like tying everything together or like the story threading through mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 what I really enjoy. So uh, a lot a lot of the one off ones are fun because if you get a new character or something like that. But I I do really look forward to seeing the um the the whole storyline of of the Master of the Universe universe. Yeah, I I I think that makes a lot of sense. I was going to say things I haven't enjoyed as much were any of the one-off fluffy stuff, which which is kind of what you would expect, but um, anything that has like the, the little elves or something yeah. that's a distraction or something I know is not going to matter, like like 
He-Man found two magic boulders, and we're never going to see the, see anything about it again, and it's just garbage. I don't care about that. Yeah, I, I certainly don't care for when they decided they had to be cutesier with something, especially mm-hmm. in She-Ra, mm-hmm. when they thought, like, let's make something that will appeal to the children, and then they would dial back on the interesting story. Like, we want to see more Zed, less Raz. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they toned her down a bit so far, so that's good, but yeah. What would you What would you want to see? What are we wanting to see more of it going forward? I mean, it sounds sounds like basically a lot more of the <laughs> world building and just being respectful of the worlds they've they've made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a fair. I think that's a fair summary. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair yeah. assessment. Um, and I I have reason to believe from looking ahead that um, everybody pretty much unanimously agrees that uh, these episodes get considerably better with the uh, second seasons too. So I I think I think they'll get they'll get really good. I wanted to speak briefly about how we've been rating these so far. Uh, I have a very meticulously crafted spreadsheet that has things like our ratings uh, in it. Of course you did. <laughs> um, what would you guess is our average rating for the first twenty four episodes we've done? Three point five. Scott, what do you think? Uh, three point one. Uh, three point six five. Ooh, girl, I won the prices right. Yeah, ding, so ding, little, ding. Little higher beef. Showcase showdown. The funny thing was, our our, our you get a camper. <laughs> Yay! You have to pay taxes on a camper. <laughs> and two ski doos. I don't I live got... anywhere near water. I got a ski doo. Yay, I'm going to have a sunburn in the shape of sunglasses on my face forever. <laughs> Mine's going to be in my garage to collect spider webs. Yay. Uh, and we it's pretty funny because we all have pretty much the same average score, which was really funny. I guess I guess we just kind of like to be aligned on our scoring, which I thought was really funny. I thought I scored a lot lower than sometimes. Uh, you did score lower than us. Mine was... My average was 3.65. That was the podcast average. Rebecca's was 3.7. Scott's was 3.59. Oh, look at me being generous. Yeah, I think you got excited about a couple of She-Ra's. Yeah, I did. You blew, blew, the curve, blew the curve up. In our newsletter, I'm going to put the full rundown of how we rated every episode, including the currency we use for each. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you can get neat stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I can't get that It's a good newsletter. Else. You can't get it anywhere else. Okay, so we've been talking about some uh, format changes that we were going to make for uh, for the show. Uh, I'm pretty excited about these. I think this is going to make this a, a lot more exciting to uh, listen to, and it's going to sort of get at that issue we were talking about earlier with um, following the main story thread and maybe trying to avoid a, a little more of the one-offs. But basically, what we wanted to do was we wanted to focus on the episodes that we knew were either um, regarded as the the very good ones, the ones that everybody liked, or the ones that were very important to the main story, and ones that just clearly we knew were going to entertain us by their descriptions. And so we've mapped out those, and we're going to uh, review those the same way we would every other one. And then the uh, episodes in between we're going to cover in lightning rounds uh, once a month. And so we'll have a very high-pressured lightning round where each of us gets like two or three minutes to talk about uh, three or four episodes and we're going to make each other uh, three or four at a time that's crazy yeah we're gonna make each other sweat and be stressed <laughs> out and forget stuff and we're gonna be ruthless about that timer and i think it's gonna be a lot of fun okay otherwise we'll have a he-man podcast for the next 50 years <laughs> that is true <laughs> well that's what we were getting at i i think i think it um sort of adds a little bit of structure and a little quality boost too by sort of knowing how much longer it's gonna gonna go so We'd probably be going for um, about uh, one more year of, of doing this, and uh, we would have plenty of time to cover all the best episodes from He-Man and She-Ra, and they're planned out so they both wrap around the same time, and we're still going to have room to do um, holiday specials. We'll fit in a review of the movie. Um, we may find a, a couple of other uh, weirdo things that we want to do, like every 25 episodes or so, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we're going to start doing this um Next week, we're going to pick up with um, a really cool She-Ra episode. This is Will butting in from the future. I meant to mention that you can also find a full episode schedule on the episode guide page of our website at thewizardsnightshirt.com. If you're on your phone, this link should be in the footer of the website. I'll also add a link somewhere on our Facebook page and talk about it in our newsletter. Next week, we'll be reviewing the She-Ra episode, Ford Prime Takes a Holiday. Now, back to the awesome stuff that Will was talking about. 
and these will move chronologically. I believe the next one is about the uh, death of Lookie. Horde. No, mm-hmm. but they do have some Lookie. The Lookie's actually in the universe. I saw. Isn't that weird? Uh, don't talk to Lookie. <laughs> but this one has to do with Horde Prime, if I'm not mistaken. Yay. So it'll be pretty exciting, I think. So we're going to see a lot of this heavy lore stuff. There's going to be character development stuff to build on. We're going to get to some of the new characters a little quicker. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. So stick around. Yay! Whee. Lucky. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Don't look at Lucky. Right, it's uh, like looking at the eclipse. Don't look at Lucky. I'm, I'm hoping everybody's excited about Rebecca is these changes. Um, Rebecca right now is uh, <laughs> fastidiously trying to put Evil Lynn Toys Scepter into Stratos' hand, and it won't fit, and that's you, all she can concentrate you on. You put the toys out here, and you cannot fault me for <laughs> using them, okay? And then also... Stratos' get, wings are falling everywhere? What is happening? I, I was just trying to get his wings on him, and they won't stay on. And so I'm going to give him a different prop, and thank you, excuse you. And what's Scott doing i see man arm's head is turned completely around like a beetlejuice character this is chaos he's possessed by the devil mm-hmm. like in the exorcist and that's what's happening it makes him stand up okay because it, ba- <laughs> it balances his head all right finally i want to talk about a, a special treat that we have um you know every every now and is then, it candy treat being a relative term. <laughs> every now and then we like to pull out guitars and 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 loud noise things and we recorded a special little a special little song that i think you're going to like and we it, it's sort of a wrap a wrap up of the first 24 episodes too so you can revisit some great times we've had and look forward to some more great times and um you can hear a very quickly put together uh song that we did i think it sounds nice but but you know we only did a couple of takes on these so bear with us but i but when i was in college yes i had a professor yes. who taught copyright law but uh-huh. he also used to do songwriting workshops and what he used to tell us yeah. was there are no disclaimers in songwriting <laughs> You let you put your performance out there, and then you just got it's got to speak for itself. So okay, that's we can't fair. tell people how few takes there were. That's fair. That's okay, fair. and that we don't have auto tune. Am I allowed to brag about parts? No, I feel like some, some there's some sweet guitar licks in here. Some sweet licks. Well, so what I, you're I, saying I, is it's not candy. <laughs> unfortunately, um, oh, all right. the the guitar solos are like sweet, sweet candy oh, for okay. your soul. All right, all right. I think you'll like it. It's go. hot. Some hot takes My in there. Ears. I think so. I had a whole bag of those caramel apple flavored Milky Ways yesterday. They're new for the fall. Caramel apple flavored Milky They're Ways. They're good. Milky Ways? Yeah, they like were the, good. Like the chocolate candy bar? Yeah. And it's it was caramel subtle. apple? It was subtle. It's getting to be it was good. Halloween season. Rebecca's already on the hunt for Did holiday more themed of these? Uh, candies. No, I ate them all. <laughs> the whole bag? No. Oh. Yes. Oh. Look, there was a, she. She. She blew through so, like four it's, episodes. It's of all Golden right. Girls. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> judging or anything. I was just. I was just. It happened. Yeah, they're a fun size. It happened over two nights, two days. It happened over twenty-four hours. I'm done. Uh, were they good? I thought they were really good. I okay. like caramel apple. Uh, can I talk about this song? Well, just one second I, more. I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, if, you, if you're if just loving this song and you just can't get enough of it, email me at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. I'll give you I'll give you a clean download. See with these sweet licks in your car and you can sing along and it, and it won't be embarrassing at all. I promise. We'll just make it, a, we'll just make it available on the website or, or the newsletter. Oh, we could. We could just make it down. We could, for, we could force push it out. We could force people's iTunes to take <laughs> no. it. Uh, Don't do that to those nice no, people. No. Uh, anyway, uh, please please enjoy laughing at us. We had a good time. I think I think it's funny and fun. I, I hope you enjoy it. And then also, you will really realize how the song was written. Yeah, good as point. though He Man and Shira were going to be lovers instead of brother and sister. Yeah, and and yeah, you you clear you see how they clearly had that had that in mind. It's it's kind of funny. It, it got a little weird. <laughs> uh, unless you imagine that's the way the story should be, which which you can. Anyway, yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Adora, Adora, the time has come for you to seek your destiny. Let your heart guide you toward the path you know to be right. And let this soul give you the strength to follow that path. He probably just sees him and thinks it's Zor and he gets excited for a second. <laughs> yeah, he probably would take orders from it if only Skeletor knew. <laughs> that would be a great plot. Kill He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> you, you okay, have the falcon. Sure. 
Nothing I can do. Yes. Is that where you like punch somebody and you laugh? That's <laughs> <laughs> just called beat it. I call it laughing dragon. <laughs> you That's will you will pay me fifty dollars an hour to teach you. <laughs> Somewhere out there someone needs me. I don't know how or where, but believe me. I walk the universe to find her. For better or for worse beside her. Do you hear the din of the crowd demanding that he talk to you? That's if we have to do any turn because there are no people in it. My sister wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my sister oh wrote my in. Gosh, no, this is no respect. This is a very serious. And that's our show for today. We want to thank you for listening to our 25th episode, Yay. and uh, we look forward to uh, phase two of the podcast. It's going to be exciting. We have a lot of uh, good, uh, neat ideas for it. We hope to get more uh, email from you guys. If you have ideas for the newsletter, please let us know. Um, and I guess I'll just say, uh, please remember that if a pterodactyl picks you up, uh, you must be completely passive and let him take you to your new life in your pterodactyl nest. I punched and I did.